Like, you know what I just realized? What's that? This is our 100th episode. <gasps> <laughs> You'd think oh, we would thanks. track that stuff. Well, and we have been tracking, but didn't, I guess it wasn't super uh yeah not important not important it only took us eight years yeah so (laughs) well we should get to 500 a little faster um that's the next milestone (laughs) (laughs) what 10 more years um yeah (laughs) (laughs) at this rate Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother, Ryan. And uh, this week, we're going to obviously talk about WandaVision and some of the other stuff we've watched. We just finished. One or two more of WandaVision. Two. It seems they have some work to wrap some stuff up. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm excited. This one, this episode took a crazy turn. Yeah. Oh, Anyway. And we just finished the uh, new movie on Netflix, I Care A Lot, and also read a new book by Jeff Lemire and Jock called Snow Angels, Comixology Original, which is strange. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> that means it's just for a digital format, correct? You can't, yeah, yeah, I, I no didn't paper, see it in the previews no catalog. No edition, yeah. So I'm sure it'll, well, I'm not sure, but I would imagine it'll be in print eventually. Kind of like, uh, what was, I, I know that, uh, Brian K. Vaughn has done stuff like that where there was actually some books that we read. Yeah. Um, but they had like a whole digital imprint, right? Didn't they? I can't remember because I used to get emails from them when, when new things were releasing and I don't anymore. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> Other than that, you had a, a successful conversion of a recipe club recipe. Yeah. That you were very much looking forward to. Uh, it, and was quite good. It was really good. And Tegan liked it once she, you know, removed all the vegetables. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be expected, I guess. I but get, but it's like sandwich vegetables. She just needed to chill out. I mean, this isn't the first book club. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> recipe club <laughs> uh, recipe I've made because I we, we also do the Dan Bang all the time. Oh, it's so good. There are some good ones on there. This one's very popular. Yeah, I can't really... Um, it's not my go-to as far as listening. I, I have subscribed, so step one. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, we watched a few other things that we, we enjoyed. Yeah. One of them we didn't get very far into. We started this Dollface show on... It's a Hulu original with Kat Dennings. That was pretty good. Right. Kind of half-hour comedy. Um, so weird. Surreal. Yeah. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Where she breaks up with her boyfriend and it's about her journey back into being her own person, I guess. Yeah. And like, I mean, that's kind of like a, it's a common thing where like women get into a relationship and then they like stop being around their girlfriends. Yeah. That was in Ted Lasso too. But uh, with the owner. Yeah. And well, because it happens a lot. Um, we don't need to get into all of the interesting things about why that happens, but... <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's funny because there is just like some random weird shit that pops up 
I mean, the weirdest thing is that, not to spoil it, but it's the first episode. And it's, it's in the trailer. Driving too. a bus for uh, newly single women. Yeah. It's, she strange. was in the second episode, too. I didn't watch the trailer, so it surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> it was funny. And I don't know. We also watched the Framing Britney Spears documentary on Hulu also. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the New York Times Presents series that was... That was the first episode of, of that series that I've watched, but it was getting so much, um, I don't know, press or feedback on. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of traction on the social medias. Yeah. Super sad, super it's, depressing it, for, for her, you know, it is, and for yeah. other, other, you know, other people in similar situations. And it's just kind of one of those things you watch. It's like, a. I don't know, the replay of uh, a car crash in slow motion that, <laughs> that you were a part of. Yeah. Um, and it just goes into a lot of the the sexism and double standards for, you know, I guess basically for famous people is where it's focusing, but obviously that applies across several other walks of life or mm-hmm. every walk of life, I guess. Yeah. Fair to say. <laughs> but it goes into like how she started and developed and t- into the, the star that she became and how outside forces affected her life and the conservatorship of her father and uh, which was, it's just super strange. The free Britney movement. It's funny because the other, the movie we watched just today, it's not conservatorship, but guardianship It's uh, a lot of the same overtones of control over somebody's life that in some cases can seem excessive and like they go, well, they don't really beat the drum too hard on this but they go into how they nobody really has all the information all the court documents about why the conservatorship exactly is in place but she has definitely expressed that she doesn't want that right and uh or at least doesn't want her father to be in charge of it so it, it was it was interesting it was good uh, yeah it, it was interesting and i agree um i think it was well done yeah i'm looking forward to the Billie Eilish documentary that's coming out on Apple TV Plus next week. Yes. Um, but do you have anything else other than that before yeah, we get into WandaVision? I've done some reading and I've read a couple of comics that one I hadn't heard of and one that I had heard of and was like, eh, even though you heard reviews. But I read Milkman, which is an image property, and it was really creepy. It's like a horror, like really weird book um so that's going in an interesting direction i just read the very the first like trade collected trade um and then i also read volume one of rat queens which is like the first i think 12 issues and i really like that too yeah well because it was it's you know how image does that thing where they put out like the trade paperbacks and then they also will do like the bigger oh like hardbound yeah so this is that okay because you got the the book on this hoopla yeah yeah i borrowed it from the library via hoopla so i read it digitally that way yeah i um i will say i have not been interested in either one of those while i've been aware of them and i I knew that rat queens was a fairly popular title i wasn't sure about the milkman stuff although they definitely pushed it pretty hard um i think you know with their solicitations and stuff like that yeah i mean it's not one that i necessarily need to like really keep going on but the first volume was interesting. I mean, each story is kind of like a standalone, but there's a common thread, which is the milkman. And so there's, by the end, it reveals that there's sort of like a greater thing going on in the world there. I don't know if I want to pick up the next one or not. It'll 
just see how I feel, you yeah. know, since I can, it's easier to do since I can borrow it from the library. Right. Yeah. Do you want to get, do you want to get into one vision? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. Episode seven, uh, breaking the fourth wall. And it's kind of, uh, the 2010s, I guess for their, for the sitcom part of it. Right. Uh, a modern a play on the modern family structure right. <laughs> which is a show that we've never never, watched. never had seen an episode and uh because of this show we decided to go back it's on peacock so all 11 seasons of it and we watched the first episode and you were laughing in a way that makes me like so happy <laughs> well, <laughs> just because like you you're just like genuinely tickled by something like that and um there was some really good stuff in there. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I was laughing hard too. But. It, it's just a, it's a really funny sitcommy show. That yeah. I mean, you can see why it did so well for so long. I mean, obviously, who knows what season eleven looks like? But right. I think it's one of those shows that we could put on and just have on for you know, kind of background while we while we do other things. But uh, anyway, not really what we're talking about. It was good though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this episode I thought was just another one of my favorites. Just every, every week this new Marvel property comes out basically. And it's just, yeah. it's like it's shorter, I know, but it's still just so much fun to get excited about it. And the way this one played out with just the um, interstitial interviews and the outside world, how they're uh, Monica Rambeau and Jimmy Woo trying to get back into the hex. There's so much to it this episode it was not an hour long which i thought it was going to be it was more like 33 minutes oh yeah that's not an hour no it is not <laughs> i mean when you add the 17 minutes of credits closer but <laughs> those credits and it did have a big credit week. scene that was um not anything fantastic i guess yeah but, no uh, but the commercial for this one was great uh anytime those commercials come on oh, yes, i always look away from the so tv funny. like every time why I, I, because, oh, because you feel like it's going to be a regular commercial. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to commercial break. But this one, uh, this one was good. Kind I of think a, Tegan even announced she was like, she said something about like, oh, you, we have to watch this or like, yeah. <laughs> maybe she noticed you like maybe turn yeah, around just turn she away was from the like, TV. Pay attention. Yeah, this one was good. Some uh, was it Nexus the uh, yeah an antidepressant yeah. or well something to make you feel your feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The side effects were feeling your feelings and uh, maybe more depression. Yeah. And then it kind of ends with the the world doesn't revolve around you or, or does, does it? it? Yeah. It's just really good. I mean, I think as far as what we were talking about last week with the Infinity Stones, this one is pretty clearly the, the reality, reality stone. stone. Yeah. Well, we get the reveal that there's another magical player involved, right? Yes. Towards the end, they have the Agnes as Agatha Harkness, which is something that is pretty widely yeah, it was um, theorized, theorized and now, and, uh, yeah. Uh, it was pretty obviously going that way, but it was still a, a good reveal. Well, I would say that the the reveal was fine, but that the subsequent, you know, the music and the little all yeah. the things that she's affected in the hex with the uh, it was Agatha all Agatha all along yeah. her own little um, mm-hmm. intro music. Yeah, the it was, theme song. Yeah, theme song. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. <laughs> it was good. And then we got a lot of Darcy in this one too. Yeah, but I mean, kind as far of giving as, the backstory to Vision of his of like what happened in his life before coming to Westview. Yeah, so he he kind of finds out what his life was before and what Wanda has gone through that he can't remember. Right, and you know his interview 
session outside the truck was pretty funny. And now he's like, what am I even doing? What am I talking to you for? (laughs) But, but going back to the, uh, reveal of Agatha Harkness in her little basement of, I don't know, like overgrown roots and magical weird magic things. There's like this glowing book that I had to Google to. Yeah. So did you find anything about what that is? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I read a couple different things. One, I mean, there were definitely some sites that were just like, oh, that's that's the Darkhold book, which I guess was pretty heavily involved in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Oh, so, uh, so if we I had think watched it's probably that. not that. There was another site that said it was either the Darkhold or maybe some other, I think it was called like the Book of Sins or something, some, bo- some ancient book that Captain America gave to uh, Scarlet Witch to maybe translate. And out of the book, Sam Haim, some demon came. So like... They were theorizing that maybe that would be a entrance for Mephisto. Uh. But there was also an article on, so yeah, nobody knows, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Which is interesting because like they they went into this, how much Agatha has affected Wanda in the hex. But by the same token, you you don't really know what she's doing there or how much influence she had in setting these events in motion, right? Right, but you have to, you have to think that she was involved somehow. You know, it can't be a coincidence that Scarlet Witch goes to this place and there just happens to be a magical purple witch. No, I don't think it's coincidence, but it's just interesting to see what that does to other people's theories. But the comic book resources article was like, this book is the Necromicon. Oh. Which is, uh, I guess a lot of kind of Lovecraftian stuff has seeped into Marvel comics over the decades, especially in the seventies. But the article says Wanda her <laughs> specifically says Wanda herself is revealed as a nexus in the storyline, a sorceress specializing in chaotic hex magic. So there's a nexus reference that connects back to the commercial. That was interesting. That was yeah. the only place I saw that, but I, I mean, there was so much in this episode. We haven't even talked about Monica Rambeau and her. Right uh, now, superpowers. And yeah, it, the the twins have disappeared now too. Like where, where did Agnes, Agatha put them? The Monica Rambeau thing was interesting. And I had to Google who she has been in the comics. Right. And several websites I, I read have her, this version of her superhero being Spectrum who has the ability to harness all these different, like basically harness any kind of energy. The The YouTube video that I watched was like 10 minutes on her comic book history. Uh, and basically the point of this video, which posted in 2019, was how she's too powerful to be introduced to the MCU. Um, <laughs> so okay, she's supposed to be supposed to be a big deal. But Interesting. Yeah, it had a nice. whole a whole history of the Captain Marvel uh, character through comics history also because she was the original female version of Captain Marvel, uh, not Carol Danvers. But it was good. It was really good. And I can't wait for the next two episodes because... I know. And then how long before the next thing comes out? What is... The next thing is Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? And then after that... Probably Loki. Loki. Yeah, Agent of Asgard. And at some point, I guess it's still May for Black Widow. I'm not sure what the TV release schedule is. Yeah. But I think I read that they can't there's supposed to be something back, new though. Marvel every week of 2021. So Oh. There shouldn't be too much of a of a gap I I would assume, but I don't know. Do you have anything else on WandaVision? No. It's good. 
<laughs> was good. <laughs> so this movie, I care a lot on Netflix that we we just watched. It was very interesting. It's written and directed by this Jay Blakeson person that I am unfamiliar with. But yesterday we we just watched the trailer and the first thirty seconds of the trailer, I was thinking, "There's just no way we're going to watch this. This looks depressing." Um, yeah like something we would actively try to avoid. Right. But by the end of the trailer, I was definitely sold on watching this movie. And I'm glad that we did because I don't know, it's, it's a movie full of terrible people. Yeah. And it takes you on a, like an emotional roller coaster of like who you're rooting for. If anybody, right. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. I, there was a, um, there's a huge dichotomy in the Rotten Tomato score, uh, for critics versus audience. Uh, really? Yeah. The critics are like 81% and the audience is like 33. Interesting. Because they because don't have a hero to root for. Yeah. I mean, I think it is super dark and there is no hero to root for. And it's, uh, maybe not the best time for that for, um, something, you know, for the world, people who yeah. are, going through some stuff now to, to kind of sit through something like that. It's really hard to pull that kind of movie off. I think even in the best of times, yeah, and cause really, I don't feel I think like there was a, a whole job. lot of comedy either. Right. It was, it was just like dark and dry and there were, there wasn't like any, there were definitely no laugh out loud moments. Nothing really. No. <laughs> you know? So it's got Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage and Diane Weist as uh, Jennifer Peterson. Peterson, yeah. Yeah, the, the mother. And I don't know, the movie's just about guardianship and how that legal, how that arm or aspect of the legal system works. And it's really uh, just paints this dark and picture depressing picture of, of humanity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and not people of humanity, in power. But, well, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because. <laughs> but just how disturbing it can be and how people might react when they just lose complete control of the decisions that are made in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, This, in this case, mostly just specifically older people, her character, Rosamund Pike's character is taking advantage of the system, milking these people for money. And it's really gross. And, uh, and she picks on the wrong prey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, at some point and it goes all awry. I've, I felt like the movie was like nicely bookended from the beginning and the end. Um, there was a lot of uh, me starting out like really hating this woman. And then you kind of like root for her a little bit, but also don't because you don't want to because she's horrible. But like, I mean, it's interestingly successful, I think, in how it does that. Yeah, it definitely toes a very delicate line where... I think you could lose the audience in an instant. And obviously they lost a lot of the audience anyway. <laughs> but, right. uh, Maybe yeah. they turned it off before the, cause like without that final scene, you do kind of are, are kind of left being like, okay, so like shitty people win. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that they do anyway. Right. right. And that's the, the point sort mm-hmm. of, of the movie, which is definitely not uplifting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I took, I did remember to copy and paste some quotes off of uh, the Rotten Tomato site. If okay. Some, uh, yeah. Some reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, they're all from the UK. Maybe um, they got it early. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mark Kermode of The Observer says a gleefully vicious affair carried by Pike, who wears a smile that could strip wallpaper at 40 paces and whose vape pen 
or whose, I just inserted pen for no reason, whose vape smoke evokes a dragon preparing to burn the world down, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I thought, yeah, um, that's great. I thought that's the, great. I thought the vape thing was, was definitely an interesting choice. It's, um, I know that's something that people do. Um, yeah, but you, you don't see a see lot it less of it on now. TV a lot. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like you don't see a lot of people smoking cigarettes. Not, or I guess you probably can't see people smoking cigarettes on TV or broadcast TV. I think they've put yeah, there's limitations, whatever. but but yeah. um, uh, I like that that metaphor, and um, it definitely seems apt. She is so good at playing these kinds of characters. Yeah, her Gone Girl role. So yeah, she's really good at playing like a manipulative but also like very strong character for sure. The next one is Kevin Mayer from times UK, a fabulously unpredictable movie that is noir to its bones while making all sorts of delicious adjustments to the surface. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, read the first sentence again. Cause like, as you kept going, a fabulously unpredictable movie. Yes, it, it was unpredictable. Yeah. Not only do you not know, or I think, I think pretty early into the movie, you know, you're not actually rooting for anybody. You're just kind of watching these events play out, but you still don't know what's going to happen. Right. And it really was, like you said, just they really made their way around. To and a there's great- a little bit of like red herring stuff going on with like the diamonds um, and the the person who's evaluated those and like what direction that might go in. So there's like, it could, it could, any number of things could happen. Yeah. And then, then the last one was um, Andy Lee uh, from the Daily Express. And this one is also very fair. As the pitch black comedy gave way to a tense game of cat and mouse, I found it impossible to care. I mean, I, first of all, I don't think it's a, I don't, I didn't think anything was funny. Do you remember it being funny? I don't remember any real humor. Well, I guess it depends on your definition of black comedy. No, it doesn't. Um, because a dark comedy, a black comedy is is something that's still funny, even about like the dark things, right? Like, but it's still funny. Like, did, was there anything that was like humorous? I mean, what what would you pull away from this to describe it as? Maybe that's the problem is they thought that it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I know that I laughed while we were watching it. Maybe mostly from being uncomfortable, but you know. Did you? I don't remember. I mean, I know we just watched it, but I don't remember feeling anything like. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it is just dark. <laughs> I yeah, know. I mean, I just don't. I mean, there are th- little things in there that are like, well, that's weird and kind of funny, but not like haha funny. Like when Peter Dinklage's character is like doing gymnastics, right? Like his strength gymnastics, that but that's not like a joke, right? Yeah, I mean, anyway, um, it is fair though about the not caring. Because you really don't care about any of them. Yeah. Um, but I would still... Mm, I would I, recommend it to certain people. I would not recommend this to everybody. Right. But I liked it. I liked it too. <laughs> I definitely did. Uh, do you want to talk about Snow Angels? I was going to just ask you the same thing. <laughs> well, my answer is yes then. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, so the first issue of Snow Angels was released this week. And like we said, it's a comic Comixology original and only available digitally. Jeff Lemire, who we really like, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that he's written. We haven't read everything, but I obviously I really <laughs> like a lot of it. And Jock, who is really good at um, dark, pulling stuff. off these like mm-hmm. yeah these horror stories. You know this this is interesting 
for several reasons. One is, and maybe we should have waited to to talk about the about the series until we had a chance to dive into this. I'm just not sure we're even going to read right. it, but so, there's a short story introduction to this series, oh. a 21 page like prose story on Amazon. It's on Amazon original stories, which well, I, I don't even know how to read that. Like oh. I tried to click some links and follow them. And I think you have to pay like, like a dollar 99, even though it said it was free on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I didn't see all that until after I had, we had read the issue. Oh, okay. And I was I'm just like, why did you at, wait to tell me this? Yeah, I, I didn't know. I don't like that. Right. I mean, I think we've talked about that a little. Like, as we were even going through the new the new X-Men stuff with uh, House of X, Powers of X. And, yeah. Um, I, just those I feel like pages you get to and there's three or four paragraphs. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah. And it feels kind of cheatery, right? Like, as... A comics as a vessel for storytelling, right? There's all this story that you want to tell. So 21 pages. Yeah, I think this one feels less cheatery, as you would say, because it's not required. Like we read the first issue and I feel like I know what's happening. Yes. You know, and that the story will play out in the pages of the the series as it goes forward. So I don't know, but I don't know what's in those 21 pages, right? right? I don't know if it's history of what happened to this tundra of a world, this frozen tundra of a world or, or what, but, um, right. So I guess if it's optional, yeah, but if it's, I just, I just, I don't know. I feel like write a book, <laughs> <laughs> write, a, co- a, write a comic. I mean, and I, it's not like I don't read books that, you know, our novels or short stories. I like those things, but I, I don't know. Try to try to find a way to introduce what's happening into the comic. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, now, there's got to be some I'm decision making. Just being what the level of requirement is into the into the world. Yeah, because this issue was was really good though. They basically it's this family. Right. So far, I'm not sure how long the dad's going to last, but <laughs> <laughs> there's the father and his two daughters and, and the world is all just one big frozen uninhabitable area, except for the trench that I guess encompasses the circle of the, the entire globe. And I that's guess. where people can live because anything outside of that is uninhabitable. Right. I mean, well, that's what the kids are told anyway. Right. Um, they probably don't know that the globe is a circle just because they're like, it's just unending. You know? right. <laughs> don't try yes. to go. Um, so do you think you want to, okay. So with this first issue, it, it makes sense to me that there is like a short story to read before this. Cause I feel like we don't get a whole lot from this. Like, yeah, you get, but it feels like an introduction that was drawn out into a whole comic book. Um, as opposed to like any real story going on. Yeah. I wonder me. if there's more character development in those pages I, yeah. I don't know i'm probably gonna have to read it because <laughs> yeah. i do want to i do want to keep reading this book i mean you like, learn the about creators... the girls you learn that there is a greater mystery going on you learn that the cold coldens cold ones cold cold colden yeah. colden one? ones colden ones maybe like olden ones colden ones yeah. yeah okay had like magic technology and apparently that we're giant i don't know or right. they, they don't really know. Um, there's just, uh, I feel like this story really didn't tell us anything except for gave us like a cliffhanger. Like, okay, we're going to find out. And then these, my assumption is that these two girls are going to be 
you know, on, on their the own. own after and outside this. of the trench, perhaps. But yeah. The, yeah. like the snowman who they talk about throughout this issue as... Um, like a mythical being that's going to get you. Yeah. And then he shows up at the end and he's like slaughtered their village. And you just, you don't have any idea what that's about. Like why, who is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, because once he does show up, he's obviously not a mythological creature or something right. to just he's scare not like people. He's like the Yeti. He looks yeah. like a person in a suit who just wants to, you know, kill people. So what's yeah. that about? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering if you think you want to try to. Well, I, I do. Going. I do. I trust these creators. And I really am interested yeah. in seeing where this, uh, this goes. I guess that is a good point. It, it is hard to remember to do things like the, to keep up with things like this that are outside of the normal uh, routine you, of mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to the store and picking up this book. I have to remember to get on the iPad that I never use, purchase the digital version, download it and read it on the, on the iPad. Mm-hmm. So it might be a challenge, but I'm going to try to keep up with it. And uh, I, um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to um, think see I, a new take on like a post-apocalyptic world. Like yeah. there's so many different, takes that coming up with this i mean it's almost like snowpiercer right i guess it's (laughs) oh right weird interesting i guess it it came out appropriately when like all of america except for florida froze over right (laughs) (laughs) they really picked a good week yeah um i think i'm more likely to read (laughs) it's funny i think i'm more likely to read digital comics though like it's just easier format for me to because i don't know it, like picking up yeah, it's I definitely mean, if that's like the right way now. you're going to do it i would say that is definitely an easier thing to do um as far as oh i want this book and this book and this book and now i'm just gonna flip through and, and read them no matter where i'm at and i don't have to yeah go to a store and buy them and well, put them somewhere that where i can see them and uh, you know pull them out of the yeah, <laughs> sleeve and board, board. yeah and but then we don't have the, the actual media. Right. So I do, I mean, I do like having the books. I especially like having a trade paperback because you get a whole chunk of story in one. And, and those are really easy for me to go through in one sitting. Right. But I mean, I burned through a bunch of books of comics just in the last few days just using because I had it. Cause you could just check them because out. Cause I could just check them out and you know, digital so easy easy to to stop you don't have to like find a place to put it down or put it back and you know it's a really easy medium for me and i don't yeah. mind reading it on my phone i mean yeah. i do have a fairly large screen but but you don't want to keep reading this one are you are you oh, not interested in, in i will read that i will read the next one and then we'll see how i feel but i i'm I, there's a there's a part of me that feels bad saying it's cheatery to make a big a big portion of the story just prose yeah but I can't get past it. Right. You know, it's hard and I might not even read it. Yeah. It just, just, it feels, it feels like a cheat. (laughs) It feels like a cheat. Like, you know what I just realized as we wrap up our conversation about, um, snow angels, What's that? this is our 100th episode. (gasps) (laughs) You think we would track that stuff. Well, we have been tracking, but didn't, I guess it wasn't super, uh, yeah, not important, not important. It only took us eight years. Yeah. So <laughs> well, we should get to 500 a little faster. Um, that's the next milestone. <laughs> <laughs> what? 10 more years. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> At this rate, that would be accurate. We'll see if we can keep it up. Yeah. Did you have anything else? No. All right. We'll wrap it up. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.